The Bible says, For the Lord your God is a God of gods. 
He is a God of gods. <laughs> I think yesterday I was sharing that with the leaders while we were praying at midnight. We are gods and he is our God. And when it comes to the, the, the hating gods, he is still God over them. So he's the God of gods, the uncreated one, the uncaused cause of all things. Hallelujah. For the Lord your God is a God of gods and the Lord of lords. In the book of Revelations, Revelation um, is in 19, we realize he's the king of kings. He is a king of kings. Bible says he is a mighty and a terrible, a mighty and a terrible, which regarded not persons nor taketh reward. He he that execute the judgment of the fatherless and widow, and loveth the stranger in giving him food. Beloved, that is a God we have come to today. By terrible things. In wonders and miracles he has proved himself unto the people of Israel and he keeps proving himself unto us we want to lift our hands towards his holy temple even as we stand in the presence of the Lord you want to tune in to the atmosphere begin to connect with your heart begin to look on God Look away from all other things. Look up to him. Look up to him. Look up to him. Look up to him. Exalt him. Begin to magnify him. Begin to magnify him. Begin to lose yourself in worshiping him. Begin to lose yourself even as you worship him. As you worship together toward his presence, his throne, his holy throne. Want to tell him, want to tell him that he is the exalted one, the most exalted one. He is indeed high and lifted. He is indeed high and lifted. The great God, the mighty King, the King of kings, the Lord of lords. He is faithful. He is true. He is just. He is just. We have no other but Him. We know no other but Him because He is faithful and He is true. In the name of Jesus, Father, we bless you. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. Lord, we adore you. Father, you are wonderful. Lord, you are merciful. Lord, you are true. We thank you, Lord. Indeed, you are God of all gods. You are the King of kings. 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 Father, we worship you. We bless you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for love. Thank you for your mercies. Thank you for your peace. Thank you for your glory. In the name of Jesus, we adore you, Lord. We adore you, Lord. We adore you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, for all you do and all you are doing and all you've done, for all you are, who you are to us, O oh God, we bless you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus.
ourselves in corporate worship before God and then we get into the creme de la creme of today's gathering. Amen. Even as we wait for the rest of the family to join with us. Amen. You want to tell God that Father claims me spirit, soul, body in the name of Jesus. Lord, make me whole. Make me whole. Make me whole. Make me whole. By the blood of Jesus. Wash me clean. By the blood from all defilement. Every stain. Every stain of the flesh. Every unholy thing. Purify my heart. By the blood of Jesus. My garment of holiness and purity. From all stains. All spots every blemish for which reason the accuser of the brethren will have a reason to accuse me before God father I ask I come boldly you want to say we come boldly to the throne of grace this evening to find grace to help to obtain mercy in these times of need in the name of Jesus father we ask for cleansing by the blood wash us clean make us whole spirit soul body from all defilement of spirit, defilement of soul, defilement of body, in the name of Jesus. Help us behold your face in beauty, in the name of Jesus. We thank you for forgiveness, we receive cleansing, we honor you, we bless you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Lastly, you are praying in the language of the spirit, 
you want to energize yourself you want to quicken yourself you want to tell the holy spirit that lord grant me grace to receive the meat of your word speak to me speak to me through the ministration of the spirit a word in season a word that will transform me in the name of jesus as i pray in the language of the spirit i open up i open up the resources the resources of my spirit the resources of my heart oh god to your word to your spirit in the name of jesus to receive from you in jesus name let me not listen and go back the same let me not partake and leave the same in the name of jesus father empower lord quicken lord vitalize grant me strength grant me strength help my infirmity as we pray in the language of the spirit lord and quicken her hey, strengthen us help us go from strength to strength in the name of Jesus, Lord, empower us. Hey, open our spirits up. Open our hearts up. In the name of Jesus Christ, every stony heart, Lord, break, break heart, change and replace to a heart of flesh. Replace with a heart of flesh. In the name of Jesus, unveil the mysteries of your word unto us. Enlighten the eyes of our understanding. Enlighten the eyes of our understanding. Lord power, Lord power, Lord strength, enlighten the eyes of understanding, grant us grace in this hour, empower us, O God, help our infirmities, help our infirmities, O Holy Spirit, Lord, quicken us, Lord, strengthen us, empower, empower us, running, call us. 
together in his name he is there in their midst we want to tell god that father even as we gather together right now let your manifest presence be seen your manifest glory be seen let your power be present to heal let your power be present to transform let your power be present to deliver release unto us your power release your power in this place oh god into the lives of everybody through the ministration of your word in the name of jesus christ lord release your power release your glory strengthen 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 in the name of jesus christ let your power be present let your glory be present let your power be present to heal to deliver glorify yourself let your glory fall upon us let your glory fall Fall upon us in the name of Jesus Christ. Your glory has fall upon us in the name of Jesus Christ. Let your glory has fall upon us. Let, let your glory, oh God, fall upon us. Take control, Lord. Take control of this gathering. Take control, Lord. Take control, take control, take control. Holy Spirit has a brood, brood in this place, brood in this place. Holy Spirit, brood in this place. In the hearts of all hearers, in the hearts of all hearers, in the name of Jesus Christ, in the spirit of all hearers, transform every dead situation, every dead and hopeless situation of good. Lord, turn it back to life in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Every hopeless end, Lord, we pray that your power will bring it back to an endless hope in the name of Jesus Christ. Let sicknesses flee in your presence in the name of Jesus. Yokes be destroyed and broken by virtue of the anointing in the name of the Lord Jesus we give you praise we give you praise we give you praise in the name of Jesus do your wondrous things in our midst perform your wonders among us in the name of Jesus we give you praise we give you glory in Jesus mighty name amen now lastly you want to lift a, a prayer for your own self this is our last prayer you want to talk about the Lord I feel revival. I feel revival. Move all this fear. 
The psalmist put it this way, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Hallelujah. In Psalm 8, 118, the verse 16, the Bible says, The right hand of the Lord is exalted. The right hand of the Lord doeth valiantly. You want to tell God the Lord, in this meeting, by the time I finish listening to this, by the time I finish partaking in fellowship, by the time by the time I am done praying, by the time I am done engaging with your spirit, by the time I am done doing business with you in deep waters today, Lord, let your right hand be exalted in my life, in every area of my life, in the name of Jesus. I need your touch in some areas of my life i desperately need your touch i desperately need your touch for a turnaround i desperately need your healing for a turnaround i desperately lord like the woman with the issue of blood there are places i am bleeding there are places i have wounds lord i expose them to you and as i let your right hand be exalted let your right hand be exalted let your right hand do valiantly in the name of jesus oh god i need your touch i need your help I need, oh God, I need your strength. I need your deliverance. I need your perfection. Let your right hand be exalted in every area of our lives. In the name of the Lord Jesus. For Lord, we seek you. We need your help. By your mercies, Lord, help us. Not according to our righteousness or any right, any works which we have done. Oh God, but by your mercies, but by your grace. In the name of Jesus. Help us, oh God. Let your right hand be exalted in our families. Your right hand be exalted in our ministries uh, your right hand be exalted oh god uh, in our businesses uh, our finances uh, our relationships oh god uh, let every hand that is not of you be cast down uh, every hand of darkness uh, that is not of you be cast down uh, be totally broken in pieces uh, in the name of jesus uh, and let your right hand be exalted uh, above all uh, in our lives oh 
God, in the name of Jesus. Your right hand that do it brilliantly. Lord, let it be exalted. Let your right hand that do it brilliantly be exalted in the name of Jesus. Let it subdue our foes under us in the name of Jesus. We bless you. We give you praise. We know you are here. We know you are faithful. We know you are doing the impossible in the name of Jesus Christ. The other day, Lord, you turned water into wine at the great feast. On the last day of that feast at the at Cana of Galilee, Lord, oh God, we pray that you do your miracles amongst us today in the name of Jesus. Every hopeless situation, Lord, by your mercies, turn it around, Lord, turn it around, Lord, turn it around, Lord, turn it around, Father, turn it around, Father, turn it around, Father, turn it around, in the name of Jesus Christ. Every water to wine, every ordinary thing becomes extraordinary through our encounter with you in the name of Jesus Christ. Every ordinary thing becomes extraordinary. Let your supernatural grace that makes ordinary men like Peter, fishermen like Peter, oh God, become extraordinary apostles. Lord, let that contact with grace be made in the name of Jesus. Hey, release grace upon us. Your power, your glory. In the name of Jesus Christ, that we will be changed, that will be transformed in the name of Jesus. Let the heavens kiss the earth today in Jesus' mighty name. Let your divinity mingle with our humanity and let there be the birth of something uncommon in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. God bless every one of us listening right now, especially those those of us gathered in the live meeting. Amen. It's always an honor to come before the great God, the great God, the the great God. Mighty and a terrible. This is the air I breathe. This is the air I breathe. Father, we bless you. Holy, Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. You are welcome in this place, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord. Have your way in our midst tonight. Minister to us, O God, at the point of our needs. This is my in the name of Jesus, refresh us with your presence. This is my we pray that every weary soul, battered by the storms and afflictions of life, receive new strength in your presence in the name of Jesus. For they that wait upon you, Lord, they shall renew their strength. They shall renew their strength. Lord, renew all of strength. 
Restore hopes, O Holy Spirit. Restore hopes, O Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, I pray that you open doors, doors, doors to ministry, doors to marriages, kingdom, advancing marriages and unions, alliances to everybody at the sound of my voice in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray that you open doors of financial abundance to the people of your pasture in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray for healings. We pray for favor before you and before men in the name of Jesus. We pray that you speedily connect us to all destiny helpers that are supposed to come into our lives and help us, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. By your angels, let there be connections right now in the name of Jesus. By your angels, let there be connections right now in the name of Jesus. Every sick and dying kingdom relationship in our lives that has persistently come under attack, we pray for your healing, that your spirit, O oh God, will heal every such relationship in the name of Jesus. Father, bring healing to every kingdom relationship in our lives that is sick in the name of Jesus. We pray for mercy. We pray for mercy. We pray for help in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God bless you for staying. I've seen a few new faces. Shalom. You're welcome. Apostle Angela, God bless you. Rhea, God bless you. Sebastian, God bless you. And then my people, you already know yourselves. If I want to start welcoming you all individually, I may never finish. So, you are all welcome to fellowship. It's always an honor to have you here. And some of these labors, those who burden some to some of us, but they are profitable to you. Apostle Paul said, topic we've been dealing with or the theme we've been looking at for the past one and a half months who has any idea if you have an idea you can type it you can leave it as a comment
that it is possible for people to be dead sacrifices to God. It is possible to be a dead sacrifice to God where your life ceases to worship God at any level. And it is possible to be a dead, unrefined, unrecognized sanctuary to God. And the biggest difference between the living and the non-living, living sacrifice, or non-living sacrifice, living sanctuary, or non-living sanctuary is number one, the presence of God, and number two, consecration. Consecration. Angela, I saw your message. You said you wanted to partner with the ministry. Please, you can pick our contact. We'd like to know in what way you want to partner with us. But as God has laid that request on your heart, God bless you as you do. Gabriel Angel. Make us Let's get into today's meeting. How many of us are enjoying the presence of God already? 
on this already we've done um, numerically numerically we have done 12 episodes but technically according to the theme or the topics we've been looking at we've done seven seven spread across ten spread across seven topics spread across 12 sessions because some of the topics were so strategic and tactical and broad we had to look at them in more than a session hallelujah and god has blessed us so much so so much this ministry and this family god has blessed us so much with his presence so much with testimonies miracles healings so much with open doors so much with excellence academic recently the testimonies of people's um, academic grades very baffling so far all the grades i received from four people were all first class first class students in college and then we had one of our medical students also graduate from medical school successfully to the glory of god with distinction she said she graduated with distinction that is proof to the glory of god at work in this place and then the seriousness and labor or efforts with which many people or the people of this place attack whatever God gives to them. Bible says that whatsoever thy hands find to do, do it all. With do it with all thy might. For there is no work in Sheol or is it Hades or so where thou goest. There is no work there. So whatever your hand finds to do here, it says do it all. Do it all. With, do it with all thy might. Hallelujah. So you are welcome. God has been so good to us. God, God has been so good. And every time we show up, there is ever increasing glory. And some people have been in the waiting, like brides, in the waiting for their, their miracles, their testimonies. I want you to, I want to encourage you, don't do the hit and run kind of Christianity or don't use that approach whether in your local church or in the on this platform be consistent consistency is one of the secrets consistency attracts spirits it it it, it gains attentions attentions of both worlds of influence either the the divine world that is to do with our god jehovah elohim and jesus christ and our holy spirit or the other realm the realm of darkness it attracts attention if a criminal is consistent in their habit is still the first time no spirit is bothered to take notice of that 
there's still the second time and that is witness the third time and it's a testimony has been established a spirit from hell a demon can instantly become involved and that becomes a habit a chain or a chain or a habit or a stronghold that they will struggle they may struggle with forever to break it may require deliverance because they are being consistent the hit and run kind of christianity yields nothing the one-time seed or giving yields nothing and when you are in fellowship and your heart is not right with your people with the people you are with your heart is not right with god your heart is not right with your leadership you better even not show up and go and work on your heart bible says if you stand praying and you have ought against a brother or a sister it says leave your offering or your gift at the altar depart go sort out that ought go and sort out that matter with your that brother or sister and then after that come and then present your offering to the lord hallelujah these are simple rules that modern christian ojacious fiery charismatic movement we have seized or we, we we no longer really so so we are so prayerful we do a lot of things but we don't see much of the promises of god come to pass in our lives petty things that block and that hinder the manifestation of the blessings of god in our lives god bless you minister david for the scripture amen oh jesus thank you we bless you so i'm getting into today's topic intimacy with god we looked at the background the background talked about the need for intimacy episode 128 if you are just joining us you can just go backward click click on the icon the lion or the burning ones icon look beneath you're going to see um live which is this live cast right now but if you are listening to the recorded audio you are going to see um published podcasts and the live as well i think but the live is going to be expired you click on publish podcast go beneath scroll a little bit downwards you see divine alignment episode 128 that is where it all began if it's not 128 it should be 124 one of them we looked at the need for intimacy then we came to created for intimacy how that god has created and fashioned us to be able to host him today i was reading something from the book of deuteronomy okay and god was telling them the people of israel before they enter into the promised land how that in fact what he told them it he told them to lay up his words on their heart that is spirit and in their soul that is touching their soul and bind them for a sign upon their hand that they may be frontless between their eyes that is on their body so god technically when i discovered this i was so shocked in fact i've read it before but i never looked at this way so god literally wants every part of our beings to be consumed saturated with his word just as colossians 3 18 also says let the word of god dwell richly episode 108 all right episode 108 that is where the intimacy with god episodes all begin they begin from episode 108 the background the background that is the need for intimacy then we came to created for intimacy then we looked at um a longing desire and a drawing near 
unto intimacy and we came to um a charge for for intimacy then we all started looking at the oil of intimacy and the oil of intimacy we i think we had three deep powerful sessions on the oil of intimacy we used the story of the five wise and the five foolish virgins as a, a very biblical and uh, detailed case study and god richly blessed us with insight that i i can i can <laughs> i can bet for a fact with you that you will not hear anywhere you will not hear anywhere after the oil of intimacy by god's grace we've started with we started with the protocols of intimacy we've looked at the protocols of intimacy the part one we, we dealt with the protocol of agreement and now we are looking at the part we've looked at the part two also the protocol of focusing on the partner number one we said to be to be intimate with your spouse your boss or anybody but in this case our focus is god he is the object of our love he is the object of our affection we said to be intimate with god number one you have to agree with god agree with the person or the partner malak amos 3 3 can two work except they be agreed with god granted us deep insights about how to agree with him agree with agreeing with the spirit is quite different to agreeing with flesh but there are similar things anyway that run across both agreements and we came to focusing on him then now by god's grace we are going to look at the third protocol or key that is the key of pleasing the partner so the key of agreement agreement or agreeing to the partner number two the key of focusing on the partner and then the last one the key of seeking to please the partner or the object in this case the key of seeking to please god i want to always make sure that we put what we are doing here in the proper context seeking to please god it's possible to marry to be in a relationship either short distance or long distance and not seek pleasing your partner may not be your goal because hopefully probably because they are not invested or you are not invested many of us love god but not many people fear god so we we don't we don't desire to please him and so we miss half of our blessings loving god but not fearing him because the fear of god will prevent you from doing things that though you love god you will still do I've been there I've been there I'm not preaching this as if I've been perfect all my life no the fear of God is wholesome is beautiful the fear of God is beautiful it is so wholesome The Bible says that the fear of the Lord is clean. It is clean, wholesome, enduring forever. 
That means when you fear God, you you come clean and you stay clean. Hallelujah. So in our previous episode or previous session, we looked at how to focus on the person or the partner. We said that no servant can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or, he, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. Ye cannot serve God and mammon. No. You can't set both God and mammon before you. David said, I have set the Lord always before me. He, God was his focus. Who is your focus? Who has been your focus? Has God truly been your focus in this journey of Christianity? Or the troubles of your own life? Because sometimes we are tempted to take our eyes off of God and look at the things that are happening in our lives that we don't like. We don't like and begin complaining. That was the story, the case of Peter. When he took his eyes off of Jesus Christ, he began looking, looking at the, the boisterous waves of the sea. And what happened? He started sinking. He began to sink. We can't serve two masters. For either you hate the one, you focus more, you focus more on one and, and, and not love the other, or you love the other and you still hate the one, you despise the one. You cannot serve God and mammon. God himself said in Exodus 20 verse 3, according to our previous session, that thou shalt have no other gods before me. It is possible to forsake God, or it is possible that after we have gotten, we've come into agreement with God and God begins blessing us, the little blessings we, we, we get can make us lose sight of God, not focus on him anymore. The monies he has given us, the good marriage he has given us, or he gives us, that job, that new house, we begin to flaunt. We flaunt them all over. They become our focus. They take our attention from God. That is why the Bible says, when wealth increases or when riches increase, do not trust in them. The philosopher said in, in Ecclesiastes 13, he spoke about the vanity of health. The vanity of wealth, sorry. The vanity of wealth. The vanity of wealth. In Judges 10 13, he said, Ye yet ye have forsaken me and served other gods. God wants uh, God wants him to be our only fear. That's a deep statement. I saw it in the scripture. That you should make the Lord your God your only fear. The only person we revere, the only person we look to, the only person we tremble before. So that when somebody tells you, I am going to, I'm going to, you know, um, perform certain rituals and, and certain incantations, I am going to consult my oracles and my mediums against you, you will not fear. Because your fear, all your fears in this world has, have been put together and reserved for just one person, God. Hallelujah. And we said that focusing on him also means that knowing him 
Apostle Paul said, that I may know him, making the effort to know him by all means, and the power of his resurrection. Apostle Paul said, for I determined not to know anything among you, according to 1 Corinthians, I think chapter 2, the verse 13 thereabout. For I determined not to know anything among you, save Christ Jesus and him crucified. Jesus became Paul's only objective, his sole ambition, because Jesus is readable. He is edible. He is approachable. First Corinthians 2 to thank you. I determined not to know anything among you, save Christ Jesus and him crucified. You can live a life or your life up to 120 years and just spend maybe three, only three years knowing God because you were determined to know a lot of other things. Mathematics, geography, geography, astronomy, astrology, business, um, uh, stock brokerage, um, the forensics, forensic science, what have you. Many things. The, the list is endless from abracadabra to zombies. But that is not the call of the believer. The believer can pursue these things and many other things and master be at the, on top of their game. Be on top of their game. Excel in geography. Excel in medical science. Excel in mathematics. Excel in politics. Because they need to bring glory to God. But none of these should come before any, anything. Nothing must come before God. And the other time I use an analogy. That for instance... If God says you should have no other gods before me, just, just imagine this. Give me your imagination for a moment, okay? Let's say Eugene, okay, you are standing, okay? And then you are to make Eugene or David stand in front of you. And you are supposed to behold him, focus your attention, everything on him. Keep looking at Eugene consistently. That is what it means to have Eugene before you. So if you should not have anybody before Eugene, then it means that the moment anybody comes to stand between you and Eugene, so that you can no longer see Eugene, then Eugene becomes a second person. The person who has stood between you and Eugene now becomes your main focus, your main objective. They have obstructed your view of Eugene. Hallelujah. They have obstructed your view of Eugene. God does, God does not want anybody or anything to obstruct our, our view of him. God does not want anything or anybody to block your view of him, how you focus on him, how you look up to him. Else on the day of trouble you struggle. The psalmist said, I will lift up someone to one, I will lift up my eyes mine eyes on unto the hills from whence cometh my help imagine the day of trouble it says my help cometh from the lord imagine the day of trouble 
He is lifting up his eye and something is standing between him and then the source of his help. He is doomed. Yet, some people have turned their backs on God. Yet, sometimes we forsake God. Hallelujah. Sometimes we, check, we chase after other things and we leave God behind. Sometimes we don't, it's not as if we leave him behind totally. But we put him second. We put him third place. We do all other things and later come and have time for him. And as far as he's concerned, second place is still equal. It is equal to and no, no two different from putting him in the last place. Is either his Lord of all or he's not Lord at all. And if he is not Lord of all in your life, then he is not Lord at all. And to be Lord of all, he needs to be enthroned above all. Hallelujah. Praise God. This is intimacy, so it's, it, it, you can't be. I don't want you to be listening to this and not feel. It should it should awaken unto you a consciousness of how far you are getting closer to God, but you are still far from God. That there are distances to cover every day. He is closer than our skin, but still, we must pursue Him. He lives in us, yet we still pursue Him. And this series are to equip us with the keys in our pursuit of God. Our pursuit of God. So you can get the keys and go and sleep on them. You can carry the keys from here and, and sleep on them. You can carry the keys and begin applying them. It's all up to you. And it's possible to also apply them only for a moment. My Bible says that whosoever looketh, according to James 1, whosoever looketh into this perfect law of liberty and continueth therein. So your continuity is, is the surety, the guarantee of results. Your continuity in application of the keys, the mysteries that God is unveiling to us on a daily basis is the guarantee of seeing results it is the only seed time that guarantees a harvest that is what makes you blessed indeed people are blessed in deceit do you know what that, what that means is my own coin my own coin term blessed indeed or blessed in deceit Bible says that if you are a forgetful hearer, you deceive yourself. Be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if everyone, if any man hear the word and forgets the word or does not do it, is like a man who looks in looks at his natural face in a mirror. You know what it means? It means that we come to God natural and we look at we look into the mirror of his word, which is supernatural. And as we keep beholding, our images are metamorphosed, we are changed. And we are revealed our true identity is revealed to us in the mirror which we keep looking at but bible says that if you are forgetful here the moment you live there you forget the manner of man that you are 
how how dangerous how sad there is a manner of man that i am there is a manner of woman that you are and that the knowledge of that manner of man the revelation and the perfection the progressive perfection of that image is revealed to us in that mirror the glass of the word of god second corinthians 3 18 makes gives us the same understanding it gives us hint about how god accomplishes this renewal in us and he's saying that when we stand before that mirror we must not leave forgetting we must leave remembering the manner of man we are it means the scriptures and the keys that we we apprehend are given are handed to us in meetings like this every christian meeting we should be able to put to practice we should be able to apply if you have been taught about declarations you see a situation you don't like begin to declare declare your belief if you see a, a you are presented with a bad report you know you have received from teachings like this or in pla on platforms like this in gatherings like this that it is the lost report we are to believe so what is the lost report his word god has a report a, a good report concerning every bad report in this world so if it is in the area of your health or finances it is in the area of your business any negative report you should locate the corresponding word in the corresponding script or clause in the word of god in god's report and begin declaring it against that which is contrary and as you keep speaking don't think you speak for once and that's all no you must keep speaking i think ecclesiastes 11 verse 4 talks about that you must keep speaking the more you speak the more your clouds are saturated and until such a time as your clouds become so saturated with rain and on that day nobody instructs the clouds to give off they give off their rains it's a law in the spirit when a plant is mature after you've you planted watered and everything it must begin bearing fruits it's a law so that harvest time will set in because seed time must give way if observed well it must give way to harvest time that's what Ecclesiastes tells us about when the clouds be full of rain so you must speak you must speak be doers of the word not hearers only hallelujah I want somebody to type I am a doer of the word I am a doer of the word speak it into your life I am a doer of the word I Samuel I am a doer of the word of God I am a practicer of the word of life the more I practice the more I become the more I do the more I'm changed the more I behold the more I'm changed I'm a doer of the word intimacy with God part 8 or part 9 rather part 9 Did I say part 9? <laughs> this is part 7C. We've done part 7A, part 7B, and now this is part 7C. They are all appendages to the part 7. Okay. 
they are all the same thing. We are looking at the protocols of intimacy. Let us therefore, as many as be thus, as be perfect, be thus minded. And if anything ye be otherwise minded, God shall reveal this unto you. For our conversation is in heaven, from whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. When thou said, Seek ye my face, my heart said unto thee, Thy face, Lord, will I seek. Hallelujah. We are looking at the part 7c. Desire to please the partner. Desire to please the partner. Desire to please the partner. Please help us with Hebrews chapter 11 and the verse 6. Hebrews chapter 11, the verse 6. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. But without faith, I want you to read it out loud together with me. Ready? Let's go. But without faith, it is impossible to please God or to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Amen. This journey began with coming to God by believing in his existence, believing that God exists and that Jesus is the way to God. That is what we call faith in him. Faith in him. Faith in him. It is the beginning of our faith. That is our most holy faith. Bible talks about it. Jude 1 verse 20. But ye beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith. That is the beginning. Your most foundational faith. But it doesn't end there. We must grow. We must grow. So he says that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So coming to him does not mean you found him totally and entirely. Sometimes God hides himself so we can find him. I am not saying this based on my mind. I can give you proof from the scriptures. I can give you proof from the scriptures. God sometimes hides himself. Songs of Solomon. You see there, my beloved, in the clefts of the rock. Some Isaiah 45 verse 15. You also see a similar example. Verily, thou art a God that hidest 
thyself. God doesn't only hide himself. He sometimes hides things also from us. And why does God behave, why does he behave this way? It is to provoke a pursuit. When we looked at waiting on the Lord, I share some of these mysteries with us. Waiting on the Lord in prayer and fasting. Why would God hide himself? He wants to be found by everybody, the sinner, unbeliever, everyone. So why would he now withdraw after you found him? Because he wants to provoke a pursuit. As a deer panted for the water brook, so you must also master the art of, the art of panting after him. He says, so longeth my soul after thee. If God wasn't hiding himself, as if he's withdrawing, David won't be running after him. That is why there's such thing as pursuit of God. And in today, our generation, not many people are pursuing God. People are pursuing things and they're expecting God to follow. But you pursue God and then things later follow. That is the equation of the kingdom. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all other things. So he's, all other things shall be added unto you. Bible says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. So coming to God must lead or provoke us to a pursuit or seeking God. We must be diligent seekers because we love him and because there is a reward for them that seek him. But in order to please him, Bible says that it is impossible to please him without faith. So it means that as we've come to God, in order to be intimate with him, one of the keys is to seek to please him. One day off, one day on, two days off, three days on, two days off, four days on, five days off. That kind of Christianity you can practice it maybe I shouldn't say anything practice it and see the end result it can become your own thesis in our world today if you're a worker like that one day on two days off before you know it the next time you show up in the office your, 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 your letter of um, your sack letter or layoff letter will be ready for you, waiting for you on your desk or maybe at the reception. That is with our secular bosses and masters. How much more God? God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. But without faith, it is impossible to please Him. But without faith, it is impossible to please Him. You see, if you know that you have God and you love Him and you agree with Him and He's your focus and you truly want to maintain your relationship with Him, you desire to please Him. There are people, there are people, there are some of us we are in a relationship with this person but we haven't gotten over the other person so our desire somehow is still to please them just so that in case peradventure we may attract them back into our lives so we are in a place of double-mindedness 
a place of disagreement, a place of broken or distorted or divided focus and attention. It happened to the people of Israel many times. Do you know when they got to they got to the place of is it Kadesh Benia, the place where in the wilderness of Zin, where um, God told Moses to stretch his is the, the the rod toward the rock. The first time just stretch it. The second time he was to 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 strike it just once, and he's he struck it twice. Bible says they were complaining. That that was that was their their. It was just who they were. They complained a lot. They were looking back because of temporary want or need or affliction. If you knew that you were going to bring us to the wilderness to suffer this much, then why didn't you leave us in Egypt? Perhaps even if we die there, are there not better graves in Egypt? Are there not better graves? Can you imagine? Better graves. They were complaining, are there not better graves in the land of Egypt where we could be buried with dignity? Why bring us out here to come and suffer? Divided attention. They forgot. Meanwhile, these were people who have seen who had seen many mighty acts of God in the wilderness, even upon their enemies, so that the fear of them had come upon all their enemies. So the nations around them even feared God, feared their God more than they did. They ate angels' food. And the angels' food did not only feed their bodies, it fed their souls. It brought nourishment to their souls. And they cried, we are tired, we are fed up. Give us something else. That is what some of us do. That is what happened. That's what I was saying earlier that, that this walk with God, it is not a hit and run. And some of us, you know, maybe you have been praying or you just started praying. You, 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 maybe you started praying with us or joining us or maybe fasting consistently for some time now. But it's not been long. And some of, sometimes we expect that God will respond immediately because I fasted for three days. Because I fasted for one week. Because I gave this. Oh, I gave that. No, God is not a jackpot. Even look at how jackpot operates. Sometimes those of us who have been trying our bets and other things, you even have to try. You try, you, you key in something, you get nothing in return. You have to keep trying. Sometimes you, you try, you try again, nothing comes out. You try again, nothing comes out. You sometimes you have to keep trying until all of a sudden you hit the jackpot in one of your trials. I'm not saying God is like that, but with God diligence and consistency can somebody help us with ecclesiastes 11 i think 11 verse 4 or verse 6 if the clouds be saturated or be full of rain sometimes eh, we are bought our miracles you 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 fast so much you pray so much all right you fast so much you pray so much and just when the miracles are about to to hit you 
you begin to to doubt you doubt god or you begin to put up a different attitude towards god and the things of god are there not better graves in the land of egypt where you brought us god bless you minister david for the scripture exodus 14 11 and they said unto moses because there were no graves in egypt hast thou taken us away to die in the wilderness wherefore hast thou dealt with us dealt thus with us to carry us from forth out of egypt meanwhile after they were done with this complaint just afterwards they received water and drank from the rock that was jesus christ the rock that followed them ecclesiastes 11 verse 3 bible says if the clouds be full of rain they empty themselves upon the earth and if the tree fall toward the south or toward the north and in the place where the tree falleth there it shall be so until your clouds are saturated and you see the saturation of your clouds depends also on your nutrition the quality of your nutrition clouds are formed through vapors the gathering of vapor you see it, all, all forms of precipitation that come upon the face of the earth whether um it is snow or blizzard or rain or whatever cyclonic rainfall relief rainfall orographic whatever form of precipitation falls from the sky upon the earth it all begins from vapor vapor and that vapor must gather to gather it requires heat energy is required for the vapor to evaporate from the face of the earth mostly from our oceans all the oceans and 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 the seas of our world the pacific atlantic and all of that energy is required then evaporation keeps taking place consistently and all the while you will not think it is going to rain because the clouds are not saturated yet but as the clouds keep gathering lo and behold sometimes when you least expect it it just gives off that is why you can't isolate patience from faith bible says be ye followers of them who through patient faith and patience inherit the promise they were given the promise and they had faith in the giver of the promise and they took actions because faith without works is dead they took actions in line with the faith that they had in the giver of the promise but that didn't make the promise happen to them instantly their faith did not abort god's appointed time so that you have faith no matter how strong your faith is it will never abort god's appointed time or his predetermined predetermined times and counsels it will never there's no faith that will abort that but your lack of faith can delay god's promises i think that i'm drifting a bit if you want to know more about faith we also have a series on faith by god's grace we have a series on faith titled the mystery of faith the mystery of faith to access power for victorious christian living it is also a seven part series parts one to seven detailed loaded powerful insightful hallelujah it's available for download freely on the podcast to listen so you see in our walk with god if you see somebody 
overcoming, somebody excelling, if you see somebody doing exploits in the kingdom, you should know that there are secrets that they are working. It is not just happening because you have caught one or two. Does not mean that you can operate at the same level yet. No, take your time. Be ye followers of them who through faith and patience. They needed patience. For God's sake. Look at Abraham. How many years? Nigerian, my Nigerian brothers will say yes. Yes, yes. How many years did it take him? Waiting for only one, one promised son, one, one, just one, which God will later now come and test him for and want to take away from him, just to test the posture and the integrity of his heart. God wanted to vet his motives. To see if Abraham was willing to please him. Abraham needed patience. See Joseph. Bible says that until the day of his promise, the word of God tried him. The word of God had to try him. You have need of patience. Beloved, I have need of patience. Because some of us, the work God wants to do on us, there is so much work to be done on you before he can release you to certain things. There is so much he has to equip, equip you with. A certain power, dynamic working power, he needs to get working within you first. Don't forget that Bible says, And now unto him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all we can ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. So all that God is able to do for you is not according to what he has done. No. You must sustain a certain level of power in you. There is a power that comes by working the word. And there is a power through prayer. Okay? And there is a power through sacrifice, givings. These ones you must sustain. And according to this power, how much of this power has been generated and sustained in your life? Now God is able to act towards you, bless you. So if you are currently, maybe if the, the, the scale of that power is, let's say, let me use a temperature um, 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 scale of maybe a thousand Fahrenheit. And you are somewhere around 78 Fahrenheit. You have a long way to go. Don't think that the energy that is trapped or working at 78 degrees Fahrenheit can do the same work. Boil the same water that 250 degrees Fahrenheit water or uh, 250 degrees Fahrenheit temperature can do. No. So what do you do? You keep pushing. What do you do? You keep pressing. Apostle Paul said, I pressed toward the mark. I pressed toward the mark. That was a man who had walked with God, raised the dead. That was a man who, was, who had had encounters with Jesus. That was a man who had done many missionary journeys across the world. That was a man who had been bitten with a snake and had shook the snake off. That was a man who had a very tall list of credentials, remarkable, impressive credentials. Who had worked with God at least 40 years in ministry. Now he comes to say that I may know him. You and I, how many years have we done? 40 years. He's saying that I may know him. Some of us, for those of us who don't know, when Apostle Paul said that, theologically, it's been established. He said that almost after 40 years in ministry. That is why I keep talking about knowing God. You hear of Apostle Salman. <laughs> Do you know what it takes? That you mount a stage 
eh? and you begin to just worship to just sing and just as you take the microphone from the the sound the frequencies that that are propelled from within the recesses of your heart the altar of your heart through your vocal cords are the vibrations of those things and they are transmission through the microphone the entire atmosphere is changed and people begin to fall under the atmosphere or the anointing because God has been released God has begun visiting his people do you know what the level of consecration knowledge prayer that it takes to get there no these are men who have paid the price now unto him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all you can ask or think I don't care how people see me I don't care how people talk about me I just don't care I have one focus one objective to please my master and the vision may not speak now but I know that at the end it shall speak no vision speaks at the beginning no vision that's why I said he says you have need of patience because number two visions may tarry your vision your own vision your own pursuit your own blessings you're expecting from God your own breakthroughs you're expecting from God sometimes God may may cause it to delay or to tarry he needs to get the work done in you first it's more about your inward before the outward the inward before the outward write down the vision make it plain upon the tables that he may run it with it who sees it Habakkuk 2 verse 2 and 3 he says though it tarry wait for it though it tarry some people think that with God there is no delay everything is shabu shabu no <laughs> I've, I've, I've experienced my own level of delays if I want to share with you some of the things I've had to endure to come to the little level that God has brought me some of you 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 I have had family give up on me before me. I have had family. And I was questioning the presence of God. What God, what have I done to you to, to merit this? You look to the left, nobody right, nobody behind, nobody in front, nobody. Some of you know the story of my scholarship. Those who are very close to me. That you are following God doesn't mean delays may not come hard times won't come david was david not with god had he sinned when he came to to when he came to ziklag and then the enemy had come to ransack his everything they carried away all his booties his goods the women and children for him to now begin to cry Bible says he wept like a man until there was no strength the, david and his men wept until there was no strength left in them afterwards he had to ask himself what is next it looks as if God has disappointed me, but I have to still go back to him. And Bible says, and David inquired of the Lord. God gave him a sure word. Pursue, overtake, and you will recover all. Can someone help us with Philippians chapter 1 verse 29? I, I, I don't usually share the scripture, but I would want us to read it. Then I get deeper into the, 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 the topic for today. You admire things you see on the roadside. You say a quenching at the effect. Now see the sicanetto. 
you see Apostle Aromi, you see Apostle Selman, you see um, Dangote, you see, uh, what's the name? Levi Strauss, you hear of Levi Strauss, you hear of these rich people. There are many. I'm not just talking about men of God. I'm talking about Christians, some of these Christians who are part of the world's richest people. They are, they are paid prices. They have given themselves to process, process. And the process is not easy. Sometimes you have to forsake friends. It's not that you, you, you are anti-soul. No. It's not you are mean. It's not as if they be unwemu born. No. It's not that. David was isolated. Joseph was isolated. Jesus was isolated. John the Baptist lived in isolation. Who, who, do, you, who do you think? You've heard of the cave of Abdul Adulam. It is, it is, it, <laughs> you need patience. It's a working of many things. For to you it has been granted on behalf of Christ, not only to believe in him, but also to suffer for his sake. So this, this, our work is not a bed of roses. Some of you too, your battles are bigger and more difficult. Your path is more difficult because you have a higher calling, because you have a great destiny. You have a great destiny. If you succeed, everybody around you has succeeded. If you succeed, Ghana is blessed. Some of you, if you succeed, half of Africa and one third of Europe is blessed because of you. Do you think the devil will let you have it easy? Don't, 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 don't fool yourself. Don't think, don't fool yourself into thinking that you will have it all easy on a silver platter. No. Joseph had a coat of many colors. He was gifted. He was blessed. Out of envy and jealousy. See what his brothers did to him. They rejected him. They sold him out. But what happened? That was, that was the price he had to pay for sharing his dreams with his brethren. Not by mistake. Ordinarily, if you share good things, good, your good news with your family, your brothers and sisters, they should be happy for you. They should rejoice with you. With church family. You should, they, should be re, they should rejoice with you. If somebody hears that you have won a scholarship, you are doing these great things for the Lord, if somebody should hear that you are now working at this place or there, they should be happy for you. But sometimes the very place you think people are going to celebrate you is the place they hate on you the most. That is why if you are not a strong Christian, you will give up on God. It's a place that they will block your shine the most. They thought they were blocking his shine by selling him out to the Ishmaelites. What happened? From the pit to the Ishmaelites, to Potiphar's house, to prison, and where? From prison, where did he go to next? Where did God, where did God take him next? After prison. The palace. That was when God established him as a cornerstone in that in his church a cornerstone in his family a cornerstone in the nation of egypt the world superpower of his days a cornerstone among his friends so that in the day of famine he preserved all of their lives but before then he had to go through process he had to be tried imagine how lonely it will be going to prison for nothing you have done 
Imagine how lonely it will be being pushed into a pit and lied to and your parents are lied to that you are dead. They kill a kid, a lamb or a kid, soil their, your clothes with the blood of that and present it to your parents and tell your parents that you are, you are dead. Your own brothers. Brothers. Because there is a promise and a prophecy on your life that they, they won't acknowledge and that they don't want to accept. Why should they, 11, 11 of them have, 12 of you have gathered ships and then the other 11 ships fell and yours remain standing. That means you are going to rule over them. All of them are going to bow to you. It is unfathomable. They can't think about it. They can't accept it. Why should it be you and not them? Why should, why should God bless you this way? Why should God put you in that office and not them? Why should God be using you mightily this way and not them? Why should God entrust you with so much insight and revelation and not them? Why should God make you so much intelligent, excelling with all that they have done? You still have a first class and not them. Why? This is a price that great destinies pay in order to walk in the promises of God for their lives. It comes with a price. It's part of the process. It's part of the process. And if you have bought the process, you have bought the promise. If you have bought the process, you have given up on the promise. If you forfeit the process, forget about the promise. The greater the promise, the harder the battle. The greater the glory, the more gory the story. This one is my own quote. The greater the glory, the more gory the glory. Because sometimes, or most of the times, I have read, a time came I was facing rejection up to now, even in the house of God. I know people. And it doesn't move me. One of my favorite quotes, Jennifer, you know this. But none of these things move me. Neither count I my life dear unto myself. It doesn't move me. What I know is that God is for me. And God being for me is enough. I don't care. I am not in the house of God to please anybody. I'm not there for earthly rewards. I am there for heavenly rewards. I'm not there for earthly awards. I am there for heavenly rewards. Hey. Not for human praise, but for the praise of the glory of His grace upon my life. I will not lose focus of the main thing. To be carnally minded is sin and death. I am spiritually minded. Colossians 3 verse 1 and 2. If ye therefore If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ seated on the right hand of God. Set your affection, set your affection on the things above. If you are truly from above, your affections will be on things above. If you are truly from above, your affection cannot be below. It is an error. 
check what is working in you if you are truly from above your affection will be on things above not earthly things never we seek the things that are where Christ is things which are above where Christ seated on the right hand of God So I know that rejection is part of God's selection process. And that is what is one of the rejoicing. It is a joy and rejoicing of my heart. You need to be rejected by men. The acceptance of men can become your doom and the end of you. Because if men accept you, then God may not even see you anymore. But when men reject you, God can pick you up. David said in Psalm 27, he said, When my mother and my father forsake, forsake me, then God will pick me up. Then God will select me. Then God will choose me. When men forsake me, when men reject me, my, even my mother and my father, then God, then God, I think Psalm 27 verse 10 also, then God, then God, then God, then God, the stone that the builders rejected has become the chief of the corner. This is the doing of the Lord, and it is marvelous in our sight. In our sight, it is marvelous, marvelous, so marvelous. Rejection is part of God's selection process. So, beloved, when you face it anywhere, rejoice and be glad. Let God know that you know that He is on your path. <laughs> I feel the anointing of God so strong right now. Because He is our sole focus. I keep saying our, our only objective. Nothing. 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 We have set our faces like a flint upon Him. I may look quiet physically feeble unable but they're not what is within me <laughs> you may be mistaken i may be sitting with you quietly it's not about my physical appearance god told samuel look not upon his stature or his countenance god doesn't look at that it is about the engine engine that is in my in, in me the engine that my heart is it is yours v, v v3 v6 or v8 that is what God looks at. When God wants to measure a man, he doesn't put the tape around his body. No. He puts it around his heart. Ha ha. When he was choosing a king, Samuel, even an experienced prophet, almost got it wrong. He looked at the first son of Jesse and he said, this one is thick tall. He, he, he looks presentable. He must be the one. Yes, the church chooses a lot after. The church, the church often makes such choices a lot of times. A lot of times. A lot of times. Not in my church. Not in my fellowship. Not in me. The church that God will entrust into my hands in some time to come. No. Not in my fellowship. We, because according to scriptures, the spirit of God in Isaiah 11, that comes upon us or that is upon us. It, it is the spirit of the Lord. It is the spirit of counsel. 
it is the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of might, the spirit of understanding, a sevenfold nature or revelation or manifestation of one spirit. And he says that, and that spirit will make us of quick understanding so that we will not judge after the sight of our eyes or the hearing of, of, of our ears. So if people are making decisions after the sight of their eyes and the hearing of their, eye, their, their ears, it is the basic yardstick that indeed they've already missed God. They are not in the spirit, they are in the flesh. Peter, in one moment, when Jesus asked him, Who do you say I am? First, Jesus asked this question to the disciples, Who do people say that I am? And he said, Some say you are John the Baptist, some say you are Elias, others say you are Jeremiah, and some say, some still say you are the prophet, one of the prophets. Then he turned the question to them. I don't care what people are saying. Now I want to know what you people who I serve, who have come to raise, I'm investing my time, my resources in. Who do you now say that I am? Because you are the future of the church. When I leave the face of the earth, you are going to become, you are going to become the foundation of the church. So you need to have your own personal revelations of me. Who do you say that I am? And Peter said, by the Spirit. In fact, the other 11 were silent. They were all silent. That tells us that when it comes to knowing something about God, having personal deep relationship and intimacy with God, there are many who are silent on that because they lack what it takes. They don't have the revelation. But Peter now opened his mouth. He says, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus said, Whoa, whoa, Peter, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. There is revelation by flesh. Things people tell you that you hear about other people, for which reason you judge them and see them for who they are. And there is revelation by blood. But none of these are relevant to God. If you want to truly function in our kingdom, because henceforth no man after the flesh, if you want to function very well in our kingdom and to be relevant to the purposes and the agenda of God in our times, you need the spirit. You need revelation that is born by the spirit, not born by, by blood or the flesh. Jesus now said unto him, Peter, I can see you a man of the spirit. You just entered into the archives of eternity and I can see you hacking into the mind of God and downloading by the spirit my true identity of who I am. Upon this rock, therefore, I will build my church. God will not build upon flesh. That is why it says the arm of flesh will not prevail. That is why the many things you are doing in the church that are flesh, they will go nowhere. Give it three years, give it five years. You wish you didn't even partake. Me, I will take my stance and be hated. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I will take my stance and be hated. Endure righteous affliction for the sake of the gospel, or for the sake of the Lord, and try to awaken people to a higher life. What you are doing is not that it is not life, it is life. There is life in it, but there is a higher life. There is a higher life called abundant life. It is the abundant life mandate that God has called every believer to. You can easily lose sight of that, pursuing mundane, ordinary, minimal, futile things, transient things that will not last. Have you not read in your Bible that God says every, everybody's work shall be put through the fire, the test of fire, and if your works are burned, there will be no reward. There is no reward. If you want a reward, 
your works must pass the test of fire. What are your works made of? What, what, what is the nature of your works? Are you building with wood or with straw, with hay or with bricks? Every day you are fasting, every day you go to church. My works will be tested. It's not as if I'm preaching to you. No, I'm preaching to myself too. Many a time before I come here to preach, I preach the word to myself. Today, I was in a meeting at church before I came here. Before I went to the meeting, I spent a lot of time this afternoon praying. I prayed, prayed the word to myself. Minister to my brother, I think he's on the line. Prayed the word again to myself. When we were in church, even my focus was, I was just thinking and meditating on what I was coming to share with us. I have to preach it first to me because it is a double-edged sword. It cuts both ways. So it can't cut you without cutting me. I've already been cut. Circumcised. And the process is still ongoing. And many of you don't know, but I always come back to listen to every preaching that I preach. Every word that I share. I listen. I listen. I practice. I listen, I rehearse, I rest, I listen until the very thing is absorbed into me because some of the things I've shared, most, about half of them are not things I've prepared. No, they are just born by the Spirit on the spare of the moment, just like all that has happened from the beginning of this session. All the scriptures, none of them is scripted. No word. They are just downloads from the Spirit. So I need to come back and listen. After publishing it, I would have to come back and listen to it myself so that I be blessed and be changed as well. Because I don't want to be that kind of preacher who doesn't want to be preached to. Or a teacher who shows people the way but is not going that way himself. No. That is a false teacher. And a false teacher, for your information, is more dangerous than a false prophet. A false prophet may direct you a wrong place to look. But a false teacher can actually give you the wrong way to go until you, you are finished and totally destroyed. He can give you the wrong things to believe in, which will never work. Never ever work. You'll be working the same wrong word, thinking that you've been taught right. And it will never work. You can spend 10 years, 5 years, working the same thing. Same method you've been taught. But no result, because you've been taught falsely. Now God tells Peter, you are Peter, Simon Bajona, upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. You need your revelation. Intimacy. 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 The day, I don't know why, but I believe that God knows why he's making us teach on this. Because per my own agenda and calendar, the, the word we are supposed to have been, the series we are supposed to have been having now should be dying to self and the school of the Holy Spirit. But God dragged this intimacy. When we started, 
the note was very small. I thought I was just going to teach one or two. That's all. Every day, I sit behind the word and God will expand the thing. And he says, go, go and go and cast the seed. Go and sow. They have to come. Come and share with us. Go back. He says, I'm taking you this. This is the topic. Go. Go and teach. Go and scatter. My people need the word. They need the word. So I'll give them more. I want to raise a unique breed, a unique army of people from this ministry, from this group. An end time revival fire branded generals. Bible says before them a fire devoured and behind them the land. Before them a fire devoured, and behind them a flame burned. The land is as the Garden of Eden before them, and behind them a desolate wilderness. Yea, nothing, nothing, nothing shall escape them. These are a sharp people, a unique branded people. They are, they are instruments, sharp divine instruments, with, 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 <laughs> sharp divine threshing instruments of God with teeth. Nothing escapes them. Nothing. Not in their families. Not in their churches. Not in their homes. Not at their workplace. Because there are many believers in, where they work. They are believers, but the reason the devil doesn't bother them is because they are cold. Why should I come and bother a Christian? He's already cold. He, you are, you're already cold. You are so cold, I can cohabit. Me, he, he, the, you are so cold, the devil can cohabit with you. A snake, you see, snakes have no problem living in a place of, so long as the temperature is okay. So you are cold. The church is cold enough. Witches can come and also put offering in the offering bowl. Not my church. God forbid. And also to me, and turn round, turn round, and then drop offering and go. Not, not the church of God. Come on. What are you talking about? Power. It's because the world is becoming churchy and the church is becoming worldly. It's losing its fire, trying to adapt and implement systems of the world. The early church had administration, no doubt, but the administration in the church, the early church, it wasn't mega administration. No, basic things. Acts 13, they said, let us appoint unto, our, uh, unto, um, unto ourselves some people who keep the tables because we notice that keeping tables because they must eat in order to do the work. Eating is taking too much time, sharing the food and sometimes minor quarrels. So let's appoint people who serve tables so that we ask for us, we will give ourselves continually to the word and to prayer. That was the focus. That's all. That's all. Look at the, the disciples of Jesus. Simple administration. Jesus, the chief apostle, he's an apostle and a high priest of our calling. It's in the book of Hebrews. So Jesus was an apostle. Some of you have not heard it before. I'm telling you now, by God's grace, we all know now. But he had someone who kept the purse. That's all. And he had three people in his inner circle. Peter, James, John. That's all. Simple administration. 
their focus was on the spirit because the church is an organism born by the spirit don't think that you can take what is flesh system to sustain something that has been born by the spirit you will fail it won't work i'm telling you not based on my own emotional feelings but on the authority of scripture it won't work a hundred times it won't work if you see it working it means that there is no fire and zeal in the way unless you're able to com combine structures and systems effectively with the spirit and even that the spirit must take preeminence the spirit must be primary the spirit of god must take the primary space the first place and look at the qualification for people who should even serve tables it says people who are spirit-filled or jashios fire-filled food food just food that qualification even normal christians don't have can you help us with acts chapter 13 the verse 3 to maybe 5 that that is a qualification even odd the other time i tried defining to us here who an ordinary christian is normal christian normal christian normal christian bible says then okay Acts chapter 6 rather sorry Acts chapter 6 then the 12 called the multitude of the disciples unto them and said it is no reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables administration therefore brethren look ye out among you seven men of honest report look at the qualification honest report full of the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost and wisdom today they are believers they can't even serve tables per the standard of the disciples today they can't they won't be able to serve if they were in those days they are not honest reports necra some people can't check that box not to talk of full of the holy ghost not like having a part of it all. to be full full the spirit without measure that is a fullness because food is spiritual the food that we eat is as spiritual as the word of god if you don't know i'm telling you so be careful what you eat I, I, if i want to digress we have just three minutes to the end of the podcast if i want to digress or talk about that i won't be able to finish the food you eat it is what becomes your flesh it's as spiritual as the word of god i'm sharing with you now that is that is why that qualification was necessitated full of the holy ghost and wisdom Nyansa, whom we may appoint over this business the ministry of food wisdom wisdom so you can begin you and I we can begin from the seven of table that level let's just begin with Acts chapter 6 the verse, the verse 2 and then 4 the verse 1 to 4 and let's graduate from there you want to sustain that which is spiritual with that which is physical no the spiritual can sustain the physical but the physical can't sustain it doesn't have the capacity and the strength but we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word 
if you if you have, if you carry the burdens of God and you see what God wants to do in in the face of the earth with this our generation, eh? And 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 you see how people are. Some people are burning. Some people are fasting and praying. People are seeking God seriously. Others are also seriously joking. And then it's, they are expecting revival. How? Revival is not difficult for God. God can prepare unto us revival the next one minute if only we are ready and we are aligned. Aligned and ready. May God help us. May God help us. As for me, I've come to the point and I feel that anybody who comes to that point, you are dangerous. Where you no longer care the opinion of people. You, no, you are no longer moved by the acceptance or rejection of men. You are no longer moved by the systems that don't please or don't fit. You, you, you've come to a very dangerous place and you are at the very place where God, God knows that you are all for him. And now he becomes all for you. All for you. All for you. In the furnace, he will come. He will come and join you as the fourth man in the fire because you are all for him. Statement, those are the statements that Daniel and Co made because of who they were. The statement that they made, they said that be it known unto you, O king, that we will not bow. That is a picture of this ministry. You can see it there. We will not bow to your God. And we will not be careful to answer you in this matter. No, we will not. <laughs> we will not. Beloved, lift your voice. Thank God. The podcast is ending in a few seconds. Begin, beginning to thank God. Bless his name. Give him glory for this awesome time in his presence. If you haven't followed the podcast, you can click the plus button beside the name burning ones to follow the ministry. Anytime we come live, you'll get the notification firsthand. And if you want to sow into the ministry, you've been blessed by the word. Pick the contact. So bless the ministry. Okay, so that we can keep coming. We can also renew our monthly subscriptions. Um, our PayPal, have you added a PayPal? Please drop the PayPal um, detail as well for those who are joining from outside the country to be able to say, um, to, to sow. Amen. You can update the PayPal details to the bottom of this message in our subsequent meetings. The, the, the message where I've put the fire bulletins. Thank God, thank God, thank God. Bless His name. Give Him glory. For answered prayers father we thank you we love you in jesus mighty name now may the lord bless and keep you may god cause his face to shine upon you may the lord lift up his countenance upon you may he be gracious upon you may, may he be gracious to you and grant you peace in all your endeavors in the name of jesus you are blessed you are kept may god lift up your head above your enemies and grant you the neck of your enemies and prosper you in every good thing in Jesus' mighty name. Keep burning for Jesus. Talk to somebody about Jesus. Jesus loves you. I love you so much, but Jesus loves you more. Until we meet again, shalom. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.